I like to think of Jesus like with giant eagle's wings yeah. and singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner with like an angel band. And I'm in the front row and I'm hammered drunk. Hey, Cal, why don't you just shut up? Yes, ma'am. Welcome back to Two C's with a pod. Boom. It is your hosts, Andy Cavanaugh. Yes. And Matt, call me Zoom Master Campbell. Zoom King. Yeah. The Zoom, no. the Zoom King. No. There's the Tiger King and there's a Zoom King. Uh, a lot of Zoom. Matt is on his 12th consecutive hour of being on Zoom. <laughs> I am on some sort of serious Zoom binge record here. Um, I've had, I will say I've had, you know, intermittent breaks. But yeah, from literally about, um, well, let's say like nine o'clock till whenever we end, it's been pretty much Zoomathon. Yeah. I wonder so. if, hey, if any of my old H&R Block friends are listening, can you like just get at me and let me know like what your days are like? Because I remember at H&R Block. Like literally meetings all day. Sure. Literally meetings. Like, like seriously. Or are you on Zoom all day now? Are they on Not Zoom it. all day? Um, have they figured out that some of those meetings could actually be handled over email? <laughs> Do we need all these now that we have to stare at this freaking screen? As a matter of fact, now? most of them not only could be handled over email. Do you remember the, uh, you know, on Outlook, you can put voting buttons? Oh, like yeah. most of them could probably just be handled with those. Like a, a question, percent. yes, no. <laughs> a thousand percent. Please do. Listen, so many meetings. I mean, I work in, you know, obviously the corporate world has them, but in education, it's also stupid. Like it's these, it's these ridiculous circle jerks of like, you know, again, and, and we get nothing accomplished. It's such a useless bit of the thing I put out the other day about it, I think, and cares, I, I guarantee you would agree is like collaboration is good, but like forced collaboration is the worst. It's okay? like forced fun. Exactly. It's not a thing, right? You cannot force someone to collaborate in any kind of way. So if it's either a unfriendly situation where you don't really want to collaborate them because they're just buttholes or you don't really have a good goal to collaborate for, it's absolute nonsense, you know, like it's pointless. It's a lot like I remember in college and grad school, you had to form groups and do group work. Yeah. And okay, you're all going to collaborate on this project. And it was so disjointed. It's so, uh, uh, of course, and one person does it or a couple people does it. And then everybody, you know, like, right. It, it It's I do think it's it's one of those buzzwords, collaborate, you know, has become such a huge, you know, like buzzword in the corporate world and education. Like we got to be collaborators and collaborate. And listen, here we are collaborating. So I don't want to like say it's bad. I just want to say that it needs to be very organic. Like it doesn't like when collaboration is organic and makes sense, then like do it. But if you're forcing it, because you think that like, oh, no, we just don't want one voice here. We're going to force these six people to talk about something that they don't care about and that they're, you know, and it's just going to cause more animosity and problems to begin with. Then what's the purpose? Right. So that's just my two cents on collaboration. Yeah. A lot of times, man, people just don't want to be there. They, <sighs> they just don't want to be there. They're there because they have to be. It's the uh, Marshawn Lynch. I'm here. So I don't get fined. <laughs> If I don't care about it, then then right. Then why? What kind of collaborator am I going to be? And do you want me in the room? Like, well, I don't. I don't know that. Why do you want me in the room? Just so I you always say want we you had in the room. Six people here. Well, thank you. Speaking uh, this is of more people of that want you in the room, 
people yes. that want you in the room. They do. Great friend of the show at Living the Dream, who will be on with us next week to break okay. down all of the NCAA tournament brackets, reveal, assuming that we don't get another global pandemic, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, yes. That uh, good timing for it. He would love it. for you to come to our pub crawl on the first Friday of the tournament. I know. I don't he, know. I, I think you'll be vaccinated by that time, buddy. I know. That's when's true. your uh, when's your vaccine day? What's your yeah, date? April. Oh, April. April. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. Hold on. No. See, I'll, no. That's two shots in. That'll be two shots in. One shot is, which supposedly I think one shot is good. Like it's not like as good as two, but one shot helps. Well, when do you when do you get your first shot? Sixteenth of what? March. Dude, you'll be vaccinated. Well, I'll be, I'll be half, yes. So half, I'll have like a, yes. No, and I've heard that one does like help you. So I don't know. It could be a good time to finally get out. But Andy, you do know. I mean, there is a level of like, I have not been to a restaurant other than like. Well, yeah, but it, this will know. put our, this will put our theory to the test of can we go to Twin Peaks? <laughs> can we? That's yeah. that's on so the day goes. Uh first game, Buffalo Wild Wings. Sure. Well, a lot of it also has to do, you know, uh Dave's a big Iowa fan. Yes. So wherever you know, so like if Iowa they generally for some reason Iowa generally plays that first first game. Mm-hmm. Uh but like the eleven o'clock tip offs, those are the Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, and then the um, second game out of that region is generally Twin Peaks. Um, Some of us break for dinner and then come back out. Others break for dinner and never come back out. But generally, the second and third games, yeah, those those are peaks. And then the the evening games are uh, are Saints. But but yeah, it's a good time. Um, We'd love to have you. You have an invite. It sounds amazing. You'll and be vaccinated. Now, this is during the day, though, on the day. I think because I do teach that day. So that this is a day. Friday, right? Yeah. So it would be it would be hard to do, like, the afternoon operation, but definitely uh, You have evening. sick days. I know, and I should use them. I never you, use them. Use them or lose them, buddy. Oh, you have sick it. days. I know. And then this virtual world, like, what I should do is use them more now because it's so much easier now. Like it used to be, and it still is now when you're face to face and you have an actual substitute, it's really hard to be gone. Um, but like now, like in my world, this actually wouldn't be too bad. So yeah, I need to do that more. No doubt. So here's what you do. You get your vaccine. Yeah. And then three days later, you're like, you guys injected me with the COVID. <laughs> it's your fault. Which, I now have like a microchip in me too. Have, Bill Gates is controlling me. Right now. And Bill Gates wants me <laughs> to go hang to out with out. Andy and right. at Living the Dream and watch basketball. That's yeah, what Billy your, wants me fault. to do. Right. It's your fault. You put it in me. I didn't you program you programmed me like this. Okay. <laughs> What's that office where she uh Kelly drinks the, the worm, right? Get this, get this chip out of me, you know, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no and I'm excited about it. I am. I am. And that's, that is kind of what we had talked about, like talking about was like, okay, now the world is, and I think interestingly enough, in some ways it really wraps up nicely with in this like 365 
day thing where like, this is the exact moment that we were meeting last year where, you know, we were talking about, is this really that big a deal? You know, what's going to happen? And then they started. Yeah, canceling. I was all like, this is like a serious thing. You yeah, need yeah. to take it seriously. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I this, was totally and like, you were like this is bullshit. <laughs> I've been through uh, H1N1, Ebola. I don't uh, I, Again, there's no, there's no like dunking, you know, like I'm not, I'm not here to celebrate in the end zone of saying, Hey, th- I, I did think this would be serious. You know, like, that's not for me to, you know, like, I, I don't want to do that, but I will say like, so what's interesting is now 365 days later, we are to a point where now maybe like we can finally go like, whether you are like a pretty hardcore, like. I'm a careful guy, super, you know, like, or you're a little more of a, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do my thing, you know. We guy. can put names on it, whether you're a Matt or oh, you're an Andy, <laughs> right? I don't think either one of us have been. No one has been overly the the other way. You know what I mean? Like, well, I've some gone. People, I, I have. I would say that I have lived my life a little bit yes. more. I have made. I'll, I'll just say it. I have made less accommodation for this virus than you have then i have but but, but I have went you to, made z but have you made no no have like have you made zero accommodations no no, no i've made you, accommodations yeah that's what I mean, i'm saying like, for you example have... um i one of my like things last year that I, I really attributed to like good health and not getting sick is i spent a lot of time in the sauna like sweating out oh, toxins yeah, that's right. and stuff you told like me that. Yeah, no, we talked about that. Yeah. And, uh, that's a no-go. I've not been back. <laughs> I, I won't go in one. Like, it's just. Uh, no, not with another know. human right now. No, no, no. Not- I can't. I couldn't do it. I just physically, like right now, mentally, there is no way that I could go into one of those. Because I, I, when I say sauna, I, I would go into the steam rooms. Right. Okay. So here I am. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally sucking in air. Yes, sucking in like wet, you know, which Kara was always like, I can't believe you go in there anyway. Like you're going to catch cold, like colds, they attach to those little things and you, but I'm telling you, man, like when I was in there on the regular, never, I I wasn't getting sick. Right. Um, And uh, so you had to give that up. So that is an, I didn't have to, I chose to, that well, was an accommodation point. that there you go. Exactly. That I was and like, Nope, Nope. I am not going in here. And, right. uh, and for me, like there's, I've definitely broke, you know, like I've, I've been around, you know, one or two people here and there I've done, you know, we've gone, we've done some soccer stuff, you know, we've gone out, you know, and done things, you know? So like, yeah, there's, I don't think either one of us have done the extreme on any, you know, on either end of it you know if that makes sense and so it is interesting now but what what is interesting to me now is that i think whether you are whatever side you've ever you've been on through this i think all of us can come to the conclusion that we are starting to like round the corner and we're starting to get to where we can start to we're talking about opening sporting events we're talking about you know royals having you know people we're talking about concerts being a thing here this summer slash fall i i am wearing a royals shirt from from better time from better times this is a shirt from 2015 this is a six-year-old shirt i'm wearing again i saw that i saw posnanski tweet something that said royals are really trying this year i'm like i can't even believe that that's like a thing the royals should be ashamed every year 
that an article has to be written that says the Royals are trying to win this year. Like that, that is the most hysterical thing to me that a professional sports team that every five or six years, they have to have an article written that this year though, they're actually trying to win. This is the year. (laughs) You know, who's trying to win. You know, who's trying to win. Great friend of the show at living the dreams team, the Padres. I know they took all our players. They went out they, and they they they've been out signing people. I know. We're gonna have to talk to him about that next week. They got that Tatis kid too. They got like the best player in the in the baseball, you know, in some way. So I mean, again, and which I I good for can them. I, I like the Padres. I'm a, a, I'm a San Diego native, by the way. I yeah, you are. I I remember <laughs> we you and I attended a game at there Petco. Together. Exactly, we, dude. Was we it Petco, Petco when we when we went there? Yes. Was it Petco? Yes, yes, 100. percent Okay, yeah, we I sat right Petco. there with uh, Trevor Hoffman. We totally did. We watched him come out. Didn't he we come did. out that game? Did we win? That was the only game I think yeah. they actually won that I was at. Yeah, because didn't Never. he? Didn't he? Wouldn't he come out to Metallica? Yes, he came like or like the... yeah, or ACDC or something. Yeah, it was some sort yeah. of fire. They played fire. They put fire around the the little screens, and yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed cool it. Stadium. Yeah. Great yeah. place. Uh, I would like to make a comment about the Royals. Oh, and and they're trying to win. Well, no, I. Uh, <laughs> so I saw something. You know, again, I'm I'm really I'm on hiatus oh, from social media. Yet I, I I do pick and choose and kind of yeah. lurk every now and again. Uh-huh. I'll kind of pop in, see what's I going on. That. I see you in there. Pop out, you know, <laughs> sure. but uh, you know, it's it's sparse. Yeah. Somewhere along the lines, I think I saw that the Royals could have ten thousand people. Yeah. Which can is we, a big crowd for the Royals. Can, anyway. can we be honest that, <laughs> that like, realistically, the, the, like, you would dream of 10,000 a night. Like, there's some <laughs> Wednesday night games there in like May, <laughs> or there's some September nights where, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling to put 5,000. <laughs> exactly. They're going, man, we make it to a thousand, y'all, here. I, I mean, I'm talking, it, you know, seats butts in the seats let's say that like i know they sell a lot of corporate tickets and blah 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 but there's plenty of times where that stadium has less than a thousand people in it plenty of times and 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 absolutely five thousand or less for sure so the idea that oh no we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna limit our seating (laughs) and thousand people (laughs) this yeah let's just keep dunking on the royals this is fun this is great no so they're writing articles they're gonna try to win this year and they are saying, you know, hey, yeah. we're limiting the seating to 10 G's. Now, on opening day, that's a thing. That, that is literally right. after that. And Have if you they're ever... winning, if they're winning, and if they're winning, and you start to get into some good series and good teams coming in, and you know, like if the Cardinals come in, and let's be honest, too, some of that is Cardinals fans, if not a huge portion of that, you know. So, like, and I'm curious, when like, they, are they, they not doing the... that too? Though I've heard what? they're starting to. I did hear in some, what do they say? Oh, in the Olympics, that they're going to finally get the Olympics going in Japan, but they said that no international fans can come. That, like, you know, their own fans can come. So I'm curious if, like, how much of, how, and I don't know if they can even control this. How can you control it? I don't even know if you could do it. Right. No, there's no way of. Well, one way you could do, you could take the allotment of the tickets that go to the team anyway, because that is a thing that happens, right? You know that because you've traveled enough with the Chiefs and everything else, that they give a certain amount of tickets to the other team anyway to promote people to do that, where part of me goes, maybe you don't do that now for for a while. 
that's just I don't, me. I don't, I don't know. know that they do give. I think that they might have like a traveling party, like team executives and the team can give them out. But I don't think the team can take those tickets and like they might. I don't oh, know. No, 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 no. Here's here's what I here's. OK, I'll give you an example in soccer. In soccer, there always is. And it's pretty cool, too. In at least sporting does this in sporting. We'll actually buy your tickets if you will go. OK, and they're given they're allotted a certain amount of tickets. And what I mean by buy your tickets, literally just the face value of the ticket, not like your expenses, blah, blah, blah. Right. But you can get in with sporting order tickets, say, I want to go with the sporting group to Colorado to see mm-hmm. them play. You or you you get in that little lotto. They pick your name. They say, OK, cool. You're in. We've got your ticket. Now you figure out how to get there. So they they're given this amount, this like section of tickets right and so all the sporting people end up in that little section and that's pretty much how it is in every you know does that make sense yeah and that's how they used i don't know if they still do but they used to do that at arrowhead where the right the peaks <laughs> right, exactly. the peaks would be where you would see like the other teams the raiders fans the broncos yeah, fans. that, that yeah. their tickets would be up there uh but i think with the open market nobody's yeah. really going through the the team to get those those exactly. tickets that they're going through like right I mean, and I, I've got a buddy that lives here, and his number fine. He grew up in Chicago, mm-hmm. and he moved here probably 15, 20 years ago. It's probably been 20, 25 years now. Um, wow. You know, I worked with the guy 15 years ago, so and he had been here for a right. while. His number finally came up with in the lottery with the Cubs. Um, so before he left, he put his name on the, the season ticket list. Yeah. And it churned over enough, and they're like, "Hey, man, <laughs> congratulations!" So he is a Cubs season ticket holder, lives here, and, and, and sells. Uh, I mean, he basically sells, uh, you know, probably seventy-five of his games, right? And then in the open the market, ones he wants to go to. He just yeah, and he, he might go to two or three, uh, you know, and it's a weekend make a trip out of it. Sure, but yeah, that's um, fun. But that's interesting. I think that that's what how most of these people are acquiring tickets. Right. Anymore nowadays. Yeah. So and especially not, I just like know, when the Royals play the Yeah, when the Royals play the Cardinals here, that stadium's ninety percent St. Louis fans. Accurate. And it's, when we play impressive. the Cardinals there, it's ninety percent St. Louis fans. I mean, that is interesting too. It does kind of I don't know if it's completely, you know, reciprocal, you know, in some ways, but it's it's definitely like Well, St. Louis exactly people right. want to come here to yes, see our beautiful city. Uh, it's fun. Our, yeah, our good yeah. city. They want to come actually, here. They want to see what a beautiful city good looks stadium. like. Yeah, a good stadium, good people, right. good barbecue. Dece- exactly, you know, good They, they want to do that. And Entertainment. Then, you know, and when, go back to their garbage town. We play St. Louis. We're fine staying here and watching it on TV. For the most part, yes. Exactly. Because and we stay in go there, city. Right. They just, they, they're in and out real quick. You yeah, just go to the ballpark. It's a ballpark. day trip. You get yeah, in. You go right, straight to out. the park and... Hope exactly. your car doesn't get stolen. And then like the, like the uh, national impunes, you know, <laughs> well, that's East St. Louis. I mean, that is a little bit, you know, but still, you know, but that's, yeah, that's so fun. Yeah. But yeah, um, no, I, and I'm curious so, about concerts, right? So concerts are the next piece, you know, like without sporting events. So, the, you well, know, let's talk about venues, right? So all the venues, like, I think you will see an outdoor I think a Red Rocks, right? Uh, whatever that place in Bonner Springs is called, it'll always be sandstone to me. 
Exactly. No, there. I saw. Um, speaking of your social media, they are they are hiatus. I seen on Twitter that they are booking new concerts at Sandstone for October, at least that I saw. There's a new concert, the Ava Brothers. Okay, at, on October first at Sandstone, which is now actually yes, Providence Providence Amphitheater garbage. I don't know. We don't live in Rhode Island. Exactly. I don't understand it. I think there's a company <laughs> called Providence Providence Health. Something like that. Garbage. I don't know. Anyway, I think outdoor, outdoor venues, I think you'll yeah. see those back at 75% to 100% capacity allowed. Yeah. Indoor venues, like I know that the local event center and the arena are still like capped at 50%. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to, I think indoor venues are going to have a tough time, which ironically, when you get into the fall in the NFL, all these new stadiums that have the roofs built indoors yeah. <laughs> that are indoor stadiums are going to have a hard time putting people back in. Whereas, you know, your Most outdoor stadium have some sort of open air though. Don't they see, don't like a lot of them open. I don't know if Vegas does. A couple of them do. I, I think realistically it's Arizona and Atlanta. Yeah. I, uh, I, again, I, I think, you're exactly right. I was talking to so I don't know if you've seen this new little um social media thing, this clubhouse nope. thing. No, you're like I know you're on hiatus. It is kind of fun. Um, it is interesting. It is a level of I think you would it's got like this podcast feel, but it's more of like an open forum type place where you just kind of if it's a topic you like, you jump in, you raise your hand and then you see if you can talk or you can you know, kind of make your own rooms and, and kind of do those things. So it's it's interesting. What's it's it called? Like a, Parlor? Definitely not called Parlor. Um, it's, kind of, it's called Clubhouse. Um, but it was interesting. So it's kind of new. So it's kind of fun because there's still people in there that are kind of like you would never probably you won't eventually be able to talk to or hear from because it'll get bigger eventually. But like right now, people are trying it. So one guy, this was the president of AEG, which is like a booking agent for concerts and things. And he his his words were exactly like it's a free for all. The minute they say it's open. Okay, and then this is in the summer, right? That that it will be at least in the concert industry, it will be an absolute blitz of concert dates, shows, people doing everything they can because the industry has struggled so much, right? And the demand, going back to you know the things you know about, the demand will never be higher. Well, literally, you know that was his words. Like I don't, hopefully it won't because we'll never go through this again. But like, there's never been a, mo- a time when like a whole full year we told people you can't, you know, go to concerts, at least recently, you know. And so now the market is just going to be flooded with bands, concert shows, things. Did anyone ask him if they will allow drummers? Um, that was that was funny. So they can dance. Right. That was yeah. the thing. Yeah. At first, that was that was the covid restriction. You could have a band, but you couldn't have a drummer because you are allowed an dance. acoustic guitar. A harmonica. See, I'll dance to anything. Though. A tambourine. Yeah, yeah. I'll dance to a tambourine. You kidding me? Give, give no, me anything. No drums. no drums. No drums. Yeah, Keep your drummer dare. at home. Exactly. Because so, what did he say? He said they're gonna they're gonna let the drummers. Drummers are in. It's full blown. All yeah. the bands get to play, and you get to dance, do whatever you want. But it is gonna be like, I do think you're exactly right. There is a level of like outdoors. So, so I'll give you one. I really well, feel like is for sure gonna happen. I have concert tickets. So the question then becomes also too, 
they have to limit capacity, what do they do with the concert tickets that they have already sold? Because there is still a lot out there, okay, that have not refunded. They have just postponed. They moved it. Okay? Moved it. A year, just literally said, this is next year at this same approximate date. If they turn around and then go, oh, yeah, we're going to have this show but we're going to have it at a 75% capacity. What does that look like? How do they do that? You know what I mean? Like what? I think the easiest thing would be voluntary refund. That'd be because first, even right. let, let's Some also want, I don't want to lose this point too. Even though these, all these things are opening back up, I still think there's going to be a pretty large subset of people that are still yeah. gun shy about going to those things. Yeah. Um, Agreed. I still think that, you know, the Royals, Okay, let's say that they they say you can have a hundred percent capacity. No. Okay. Well, I think a lot of people will still stay away from those types of things. Yes. I think a lot of people will probably never set foot into another movie theater. They'll never set foot into, you know, and and to to the con- the point of the concerts. Um, concerts are a unique beast. In that you have a seat, air quotes. Right. But you don't use it. Not as it depends right? on the show, but yes. I mean, you're, you know, most of the concerts are going to have that kind of standing room. Get you know, push up to the stage. Yeah. So how the are they going to how are they going to police that? Right where you've got these people just packed in like sardines, literally packed in like sardines, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. I, I all do up on each other. They've done better recently with that because that's that's all we listen. You know, I'll just tell you, like, hippies will find a way, just like any other, you know, group, subset of people, they will find a way around the rules, right? So, like, that was always the thing, was you, you would get stubbed down, right? Stubbed down to the pavilion. You, 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 you know this trick, right? Like, if you've got floor tickets, you just go down to the floor, then we meet back up, you know, and you give me your ticket stub, right? And then now I'm a floor person with the ticket stub and I go down. Right. And so we just literally stub everyone down, stub down, stub down. So you literally need you could use one ticket to stub the whole crew, everyone you wanted to down because you would just keep passing it as long as those people didn't leave the floor. You know what I mean? Like that. So there's that. Now they're much better about the bracelets. Right. So now when you have like a floor ticket, if, if as opposed to a seat in the back or whatever, you've got to get a bracelet and they put it on you. And it's, you know, and again, now it. Is this foolproof? Of course not. But I will say it did kind of make it to where now, like, it is hard to go from, like, say I got a seat, you know, in the seats area, in the bleachers or whatever, and I want to be in that floor area. And so I hope what I pray is, too, is that, let's be honest, this is this is capitalism, too, a little bit, that they're going to have to say to themselves that, okay, if these if these venues say that we could fit, you know, 20 people in here that's not the number the number is what can we fit safely in here where people will feel comfortable and no won't feel crammed in because they oversold and over crammed in people in so many of these places in so many of these venues you know where you go which again was not about the comfort of the 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 watchers some of it is you at least got a ticket you got in and that's great and that's something that also people are gonna have to realize is that like these tickets are going to be tough to come by, you know, and especially if you go, okay, here's a, here's an act, but people 
already are selling out and and you know and buying and getting and then now they're capping the capacity but yeah you can expect those prices to it was like i told you on that home opener of the chiefs how the the price was triple right those guys Um, though i mean again it'd be interesting to see yeah but i don't don't think that it's no different i know live nation all these cops all these corporate places are the worst those if you limit that capacity let's say that this is a a 10,000 person venue. And now all of a sudden we're going to say, you can have 2,500 people in here and it's a hot act. I know those and, tickets and, are through the roof in, in the secondary market for sure. But then also just in the primary, they're going to crank, crank it and, up. And it'll be interesting to see how, like, I, I think I, I told you that the games at Arrowhead this year, while the on-field product was fantastic, the atmosphere was bleh. garbage. Right. You know, I mean, you can't replicate the energy that 77,000 people no. put into a place, right? When right. you have 16,000 people, when you're basically putting in what the Royals would love to have <laughs> on a Wednesday night in July. <laughs> sure. I mean, their circumstances are different. We'll be fair to them. I mean, but yes, no, they're never going to, no team, no baseball team puts 75,000 in every night. Just you know, they have 160 games and all that, you know. But yes, they would yeah, take but those. It. Those games were 60. They were basically the equivalent of a, a mid, like a Royals game in the um, middle of the week. True, you know. So, and and that's the uh, the other thing is it's like they're still limiting restaurant capacity, which I mean these places are not designed to do that. That's not what they're designed for. They're not designed to have. 50% of people there, they're designed to have, yeah. let's turn it, let's get this table and turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it, you know, get them in, get them out, get them in, get it up, get them out. Yeah. And, and the, I think just like you said with restaurants, just like you said, I'll say it with schools, just like you're saying with concerts and with sports, with whatever it is, there is a level of like, I want to go back really badly, but I also want to go back to where it's normal and it feels right. Now, with music, for me, I have a level of, of, of addiction to music and live music and that, like, I'm, I'm curious. I want to go to a drive-in show. I want to try that. I want to try, like, they're doing a lot of these potted shows, you know, where you come with, like, a group of four people, and that's, like, your little pod, and you have a little area you can stay in and all that, you know. Like, I want to try this, but I also know that it's not a huge part, like you said, is the, the, the fact of the energy of being packed in with a bunch of sweaty you know people rocking and dancing and doing all that thing same thing with the sports event with everybody screaming and yelling they will never be listen you you experienced it andy in some you know some capacity you know i don't know you know season ticket wise but you were there you know in those 90s times at arrowhead when and, and it won't ever be like that regardless of if it's 100 percent capacity it's just a different climate. It's a different world. It's a different like personality of people nowadays. We have cell phones that people are looking at during timeouts instead of cheering. You know, we have, you know, all of these things that like keep us from doing that. But the so part of me was like, I will say, yeah, when I went to Arrowhead, part of when I stopped going, yes, they priced me out for sure. But part of it was also like, this ain't the same. You know, this doesn't feel like the cool place that i get used to come to where it literally just you know gave you goosebumps how loud it got you know how everybody was partying before and just had a blast where now it's just kind of like when was eh. your uh when was your last season i think 
well, Herms last year, I want to say, so like 2005-ish. And what was the six, team's record? like that. T- t- uh, it might have been when Herm I, – well, I say it's Herm last year, so it wouldn't have been the year Herm went to the playoffs. So it would have been the garbage Herm year when he got fired after that. Yeah, my last year was a 2-14 and 14 year. Yeah. Well, you I know, know so you it, can't so – you know, No, I get what you're saying. the on-field product is terrible. Andy, but uh, I – But, yeah, but, I mean – Andy, but I also was there with Dick Vermeil's. I was there when Dick Vermeil was there, and they were a good football team. Yeah, those were fun the games. They, they were, were fun, fun games. Hold on, slow down. The atmosphere and the fans, the whole vibe was not the same. The product was better on the field. Believe me, I would have much rather mm-hmm. watched Dick Vermeil football than Marty Schott. I mean, that's obvious. That that's. I mean, again, unless you're one of these like defensive purists that just and I'm, I don't listen. I I, lo- I love and respect defense, and I like that kind of football too. I'm kind of old school in that way, but yeah, no, that, those Vermeil teams were just stupid fun to watch. Now, were people rocking out? And but also maybe part of it is the difference of the teams, right? The defense was the strength, so you got loud during the defense, right? Like we couldn't get loud with Vermeil's defense because they were, were too, literally it was embarrassing. Were too nervous. You were too nervous to. <laughs> If you got loud during their defense, it's because you were cheering for a 50-yard pass that got completed. Exactly. Or you were like, yeah, like it wasn't a touchdown this play. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, guys. I mean, it was wait. a 30. <laughs> Good job, guys. It was guys. a 30-yard gain. <laughs> but Wait, wait yeah. to get them to second and three. <laughs> right, exactly. You didn't right, we're going to get another. We made it to third down, fellas. We did it. <laughs> way this to get them to third maybe. inches, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Well, what do you so think? Bad. Like, so, what do you think the uh, the concerts are going to be like, man? I mean, do you think that energy is going to be there? Do you think that people are just going to be so excited to be back? Think the reduced Andy, capacity. I think it, it'll be. That's such a great point. Like, so, so it'll be it'll be like one of these, probably. You know, where like the high of just going back and finally seeing like live music in some sort of normal capacity will be exciting and it'll be fun and it'll be cool. I think as things kind of settle and the whole like, Hey, we're finally back goes away. I do think that it will feel different. I, for me, I don't think I'll ever be someone who won't go, you know, I think for you or for me, like if someone gives me a, if if you call me tomorrow and said, Hey, I got a Chiefs ticket. You want to come with me? you know, I'll go. Cause I, I love sports. I love cheat. I love football. You know, for me, music, I will still go because I don't need, it's not the crowd and that experience for me. That isn't, you know, like I right. get enough out of it from the other piece, but I can also see it not being, yeah, the same and it being kind of a bummer. Cause there's a lot of things that you share or that you do, or like, again, it's just, I just think about that. And I'm kind Are of you a, talking about, never mind. On the things you share, forget it. I know, you know I what? Want to be careful. Uh, but I, I am, and I'm not. You know, like I, I'm. I, but all the way down to like things that are relatively legal. Like, like you're not going to share a beer. You're not going to like. How much are you going to be like? Here, buddy, hold my beer while I go to the bathroom, and then you know, like come back. I mean, there's just so many things that you go like. I don't know that I want to do that now. You know, and but for me though, I was already like that. Like for you, I think it's you're a little less of like I'm a little bit of a germaphobe anyway. So like whenever, when it, when COVID came, I've told, I think I've said this before, like it did give me permission to be a little more norm, my normal self. <laughs> so like, I could totally see myself like using gloves. Like when I touch the ATM, I hate touching that free, those buttons on the ATM. I hate that. 
Hey, do you and want? So, me, I have one. I got. You want me one of those keys? I got one now. No, no, I I do. I do. I have one now. I should have brought that up. Yeah, I do have that, and they. I love that. Oh my god, those are so great. Yeah. So that. So things like that. I'm like, that's like. I love. I'm down for that kind of stuff. So. I guess for me, it's kind of like my already my paranoia and kind of nervousness about it was already there anyway, and it was it. You know. I could deal with it. And so it was enough. And so it'll be the same for me. It will be interesting for other people if they're finally like, Hey, I was, I was cool. Just watching music on my couch. I don't need to go to a, a concert. Well, and that's the other thing, right? Is Sports, are people too. going to be, are they spoiled from, um, are they spoiled from it being right there on their couch? I, I mean, Think about the track. I mean, again, all the things, you, again, the novelty is going to be there again, right? Where you're going to be like, oh, I'm seeing sports live. Oh, I'm seeing concerts. This is great. Oh, I'm partying with my friends. And oh, I'm in this line to go to the bathroom. And oh, um, yeah, because the, novel, the novelty <laughs> wears off real quick. But I, what I exactly. will say is like for the, the Chiefs games that I went to, and that's my only frame of reference. Those are my only, yeah, those are my only things that I can, that I can talk about. Uh, during this this time, there were no lines for the bathroom. <laughs> like uh, it's kind of cool. So in a I think way. I told so- you during the Carolina game, at the end of the fourth quarter, between the th- sorry between the third and the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. I went to the bathroom and got a drink and didn't miss a play. Yeah, it's unheard of. Really, right. what you usually would have to do was leave early before the third quarter was over, so you beat the quarter rush. Yeah, and then you could make it, and then you could make it back before the fourth quarter started. Yeah, you, most of the that's, time, that's, like pre this, you would miss like the last two minutes of a quarter of the half is generally a pretty exciting time in a football game. Yes, and you'd have to go early and watch it on TV or something. And, yeah, in the line. So. Yeah. Because otherwise you'd be in the line for an hour. And again, so those pieces, yeah, are nice. And it will be kind of, but will the novelty and the coolness of having everybody back, again, all the things that we kind of hated will be gone for a little bit, but then it'll all come back, right? I'm sure when you drove home, you didn't have, you know, a two-hour wait in the parking lot, you know, because, you you know, where. Yeah, I mean, you basically, you. it's a Wednesday night at the K, Exactly. For a Chiefs game, you just kind of you got in your car <laughs> and you actually drove and at a just, reasonable speed. You just get, kind of pulled out of the parking lot <laughs> like you would at the uh, at the the local shopping mall, right? <laughs> the grocery know? store. Sure, maybe, sure. You, you may have had to tap your brakes a time or two. Walmart, but <laughs> you know, Walmart's probably more packed and more of a you know traffic involved. You know, yeah. yeah depending so, if you went on a Saturday, it is exactly. You know, so there's some value there that you know, like you go maybe and and this so maybe that's the that's what it it all and I don't know this this sucks kind of maybe in some ways but I can see it becoming even more like egalitarian you know like more where the haves go to games the haves go to concerts because it's it's so limited now and it becomes so expensive and it becomes such a thing where like every all us you know all the poor's have to kind of watch things in different ways because you just get kind of priced out of everything because now it's such an exclusive. I don't know because I heard towards the end of the season that those tickets coming down. They yeah. came they came right back down to where it was right. you know like a normal I think my brother said he paid face value for the playoff games, both of them. Wow. Like not even like playoff. It might have been playoff. NFL sets a pricing I believe on the playoff games. 
but so it's some it's it's like premium it was, pricing a little he, bit. He he said that they weren't I mean they weren't priced out. They went to right. both of those and um yeah you see, know so, so you I go. mean so, so in some I, ways it yeah go ahead and I know for the Atlanta game for the Atlanta and the San Diego game I mean there were tickets aplenty. Right. That's really interesting. See so that's that's the piece that you go like people now but again now when you get to a safe point the interesting thing is what i'd love to see is maybe that does maybe they get to a point where they have to go okay sh- holy cow this worked like in the short term it's kind of a boon for them because they're the prices are going up people the demand is high and then they eventually realize that oh man if we're going to keep kind of the same level of interest and the same profits like we have to actually price down because people now have realized like we, you know, we can ex- we can experience all these things we're doing, you know, and not catch a virus, not, you know, get Actually, in it's a, gonna a go, long line of pisser. I think you know. it's going to go the other way. Right. They've proven they've proven they can make money with less people. They've proven they can right. make money in empty stadiums. Right. You know, the yeah. the the and, and where I really miss it is, uh, you know, for you, it's concerts. For me, it's wrestling like I wrestling know, needs yeah. the fa- it, they need the fans right they need people there because yeah it's, um, oh i watched some of it yeah no i've seen some of it without yeah. fans and it's, they need yeah, they need the fans the, the screens are cool yeah. like the the thunderdome is it's amazing it's but the energy is even though you have people that are there on their screen like you and i are right here the, the energy is not the same the other thing that they can do um so, like, think about the Jets this year. They were a terrible team. No fans. Like, think about the amount of booze that that team did not get. Because, they're you know, so they can, like, WWE can control the narrative, right? If they want me to cheer for Drew McIntyre, guess what? They're going to cheer for Drew McIntyre because they're controlling the sound. They're controlling right. who gets cheered for. They're the guy that they pushed the most a handful of years when I was watching it regularly. The crowd hated him. Throughout most of his career, the crowd hated John Cena. He'd get half booze, right. half cheers. Well, now right. uh, dude comes up, boo, yay. You know, like whatever they want, however they want to push it, they can. So yeah, that's where you're and same thing with even um you know, at, at football, right? So if the if the team is stinking it up, the the boo birds don't get to come out. Yeah, you know. I, I so mean, there is a level of like I I don't know. It will be interesting to see if they do finally say like we make this a very exclusive ex- experience for people that you know, and everything else is just literally we don't we don't need we'll, but through advertising through you know all those other pieces we'll we'll make money and so yeah well but they but they do need those people there is my point they need that they need fans they need them there because wwe does are you saying like all sports sports. okay so baseball they need them there um football they need them there okay you need the crowd there to create the ambiance you need that crowd to make it seem like it's a big deal. It so you is, watch a mid-season Royals game. And if you, 
you know, sorry to keep picking on them, but you watch a mid-season's Royal, Royals game and they shoot from the dugout, the cameras from the dugout, and you see the the baseline seats smattering of people. Yeah. It tells it tells the, the viewer this isn't an important event. This doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter because there's nobody here. You see a an October game and they shoot that same thing and there's tons of people there. You're like, well, I don't even know who this team is, but this seems like an important thing because there's a lot of people there. So then the same thing with the, uh, you know, the same thing with like, like football and stuff like that. They have to have, if you look at a, a stadium that's three quarters full, it looks like it's not a big time event. You look at an October game and it's a full stadium. You're like, Oh, this is a big event. I didn't know that the Jets versus a, uh, I didn't know the Jets versus the Browns was a big, big deal, but now I do. Yeah. But I wonder again, if, if, if that's a temporary piece though, you know what I mean? If people start to realize and they start to work around that once they, you know, if that's more of a norm now, if, you know, if kids literally grow up with it being less but, people around, you know, like, but they can't because these are billion dollar stadiums. That well, the, the LA just put this billion dollar stadium and they got to fill it up. Listen, I'm not, what, I'm not, what the, what's the Mercedes Benz thing there in Atlanta? I mean, that was a billion dollar stadium. They've got to fill it. Jerry's house. They've got to fill these things. I would assume so. But you just said earlier, like you said, I mean, they did find a way to, I'm sure make quite a bit of money without having fans too. So, and, and they saw maybe the benefits of that too, of, the Dallas Cowboys not making the playoffs, you know, in the NFC East that, you know, won it with like, you know. A, a yeah, I don't think fans in the stands were going to put that team in the playoffs. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is they didn't get booed. There was no, there was nowhere near as much pressure when you don't have fans in the stands, like you said, you know, getting agitated, getting aggravated, you know, by your poor play. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I it, it, The interesting thing will be, in five years from now, if we don't have anything like this or we're better prepared for if it does happen again, is this a blip that, you know, it's like it never happened? Or in five years from now, is the whole landscape changed no matter if this is a thing or not? You know, like, does this I, really change everything? I know? think it. I think it's the latter. I think it changes everything. And I think it changes everything forever. Anyone that has lived through it, will always remember it because it's before Buster Douglas, we never lived in a world where Mike Tyson got knocked out. No, I remember that. Yeah. You we've saw, yeah. And now then you expect it. Right. After and Buster Douglas knocked Mike Tyson out, nothing was surprising. When Clifford ATN beat him and knocked him out. Right. Hey, we'd seen it because right. it, it could happen. Sure. You know, we we've never seen we had never seen a world where this event had happened. We had never seen a world where we got the entire earth got shut down. No, it's like a nine 11 E type thing, at least for us, that wasn't the world, but yes, but it it happened to the world. Everyone got shut down. And so forever. We'll, we'll know that it can happen. Yeah. We'll know that it, we'll know that this is a real thing, that this can, can happen, that these things can that we can get shut down. And so I do think that it will change. It will change people forever because 
it didn't happen to our grandparents. It happened to us. Right. You know, like my grandpa uh, was born in 19, I think he was born in 22. I think that's right. 22, maybe 25. Something he's born in the 20s. But the the Spanish flu was before him. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. There's never been anything like this. And so, alive now. Yeah. So for us, we you know, we lived through it. And it was yeah, it was a year. And yeah, let's say that you and I lived to be eighty one. For eighty of those years, this didn't happen. But we will remember that one year. Well, sure, sure. No. And it will impact the way that the remaining years that we live here, the way that we will act, the way we'll behave. Things that happened before, one year ago today, that those won't happen. You know, like, I mean, I, I can't see a world where I'll share a shot glass with somebody again. No. Three months before that, I'm at a, a New Year's Eve party. We're passing shot glass around. If the thing got rinsed around, rinsed out, that was probably a win. It certainly oh, wasn't getting washed. You would tell yourself, oh, it's alcohol. It kills all yeah, the... Yeah, it kills it. You know, you know what? These shot glasses are taking a little too long. Let's just go straight from the bottle. Exactly, and just pass it around. No, no, all that stuff is, at least for me, is donezo. I, 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 oh, I will... Yeah, I, it grosses me out when Annika wants to, you know, like Annika will just grab my drink. Agreed. She'll take a drink out of my drink. And like even before it, it was it was gross, but it's like, I yeah. Love, you I know, am, and I so. Not that dude. No, I don't love that either. And so now it's like, uh, you know what? Uh, why don't you just keep that? Yeah. <laughs> that? That one is yours now. And I honestly think here's what I would love to see too. And maybe it's time to, to do this too, Andy. You know, it's something to think about the flu season okay i'm knocking on wood you know like it has been nothing because of the the mask wearing so part of me says part of me says what we need to probably normalize a little bit more is that when you are sick and you have symptoms you should just wear a mask you know and it's okay like to do that so that you don't pass other things on you know like they do that already in, in Asian countries now, you know, and a lot of other places where they've had these more more bigger issues than we've had, right, in the past, like many versions of this just in their country. And they wear a mask. You know, if I have if I have a cold or if I have a flu or if I have something and I've got to go out in public, I'm literally just going to wear a mask real quick and that'll hopefully keep me from spreading it at least some. You know? I also think that masks will be something that will forever be a part of our fabric. Right. That's what I mean. Going forward, I think that um, even not even necessarily in the scenario that you use where, hey, if you're you got a little bit of a cold or you, you've got some symptoms, you know, I think that it's going to be a preventative measure for a lot of people. Like in the flu season and cold. Sure. Season. Do I think that do I think that my gym in a matter of six months or 12 months is going to require me to wear a mask while I'm working out? Gosh, I hope not. You know, I, I really do hope that at some point they say, hey, it's okay to work out. It's just a choice and you yeah. can do it if you want to, right? Um, you know, now as far as like, you know, going into Walmart and Walmart saying you have to wear a mask. You know, again, I, you know, you hope that that does become a, you hope that that, that becomes more of a, a personal choice, whether like, hey, 
I want to wear this because I either don't want to contract or I don't want to infect. Right. Um, Other people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that it becomes a a normal thing. And on top of that, you you know, it's, it's kind of the, uh, the breaking of the seal. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, I mean, okay, let's say tomorrow they say, Hey, you never have to wear this. You you don't have to wear a mask. Well, I'm so cheap that I'm going to hang on to these things for a little bit because again, I don't trust that this won't happen again. Exactly. I don't trust that this doesn't become similar to the flu and that we just start getting, um, that, that it starts, different strands start forming. Right. Right. So I get the, I get the vaccine. You got to get a new one. Next I get year. the vaccine. And then next year there's a different strand. It's, it's, yeah. it's morphed. Right. So, yeah. so then I say, well, they guessed wrong on which vaccine they're giving people this year. Now this is like the flu to where, and then you're masked up again. Exactly. Yeah. So right. I'm not getting rid of, you know, the stigma in some ways, because honestly, like there's a level of like, you would, you would look at people that were wearing a mask, you know, pre this and go like, but what's happening over there? Like what's going on? We're like, now there's just a, you're going to, there's a level of like all that kind of stigma of like, you know, well, I mean, you know, my, you, you know, I've been very outspoken that I'm a, I don't give a shit. Wear them right. if you want to, don't wear them if you, you know, it took me, it probably took me two weeks to get used to wearing it at the gym. Right. It, it took me, um, you know, like we, we've been, we've gotten some really nice weather here. The problem with this really nice weather is that it's too hot for the, the furnace at the store, but it's not hot enough to turn the air on. Cause if you turn right. it on, it doesn't do anything for you. Right. So the store has been incredibly hot and I've noticed it with the mask. It's like, Oh my gosh. You know, like I noticed that the mask during the summer, is more bothersome during the winter. It's like, dude, this is great, man. Like this helps keep my face warm. Um, It's like a scarf. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that. You know, like I, I actually did have a winter mask gator that I would wear for when we would go sledding, when we would go, uh, when I would shovel the driveway, you know, like, like that type of stuff. But I I didn't wear it all the time. And, but I do think, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see like when the concerts come back and the sporting events come back, do they require the masks or oh, is wow. it the vaccine is because I think where where the, the reason why they're starting to come back and they're, they're opening these things up is because the vaccines are becoming more and more readily available. I think I mentioned that before we started recording that it looks like, you know, I, I've always said, hey, I'm I'm end of the line. Like, yeah. you know, I'm a young health you know healthy guy i'm 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 back of the line on getting this thing right well it sounds like they're moving me up you, you know you've gotten moved up you've got a date yeah um you know it's which exciting. so i'm gonna do start i'm just gonna start being way gross and just start making yeah. out with random strangers and- i do think it was a year ago yesterday that rudy gobert was licking microphones that is so <laughs> funny you remember that Oh, no. Of course I remember that. He was licking and uh, was he licking them or was he just touching them? No, he touched them. I thought he I, or maybe he licked the one and then he touched the other ones or something. I don't remember. That was. Yeah, that it's was, not a real thing. And he went across all those microphones and he was doing something with them that and he got them all. And he and he gave people 
it and he got it right yeah. he got it he got it within like the next day or something yeah that's the running joke in the uh the basketball league is that uh he was on phil's team and that uh phil is the reason for the coronavirus because he was winning the league and he knew that if he got the league and everything shut down that he would he could call himself the champion of the right, of the fantasy all, basketball all, league and he had rudy gobert so i mean you if you word in if you want to if you want to yeah. there's there's your tie right there this is Connection. all it all goes back to phil needing to win in a fantasy league this makes a lot of sense it, it really does i mean it's if you really tie it up, so far yeah i mean <laughs> there, to, poke a hole in the theory i i challenge anyone to poke a hole in my theory that phil started this whole thing just to win the fantasy basketball league yes no i i am a believer 100%. I mean, we've already established the man's out here making trades with guys that aren't playing in the league. He's breaking every fantasy rule and he's only been playing fantasy for like 27 years, you know, or something like what? It's, just, it's I'm shameful. Just, it's shameful. I, I'm just, I'm just providing information. No, I know. And let, you know, let, I, let I'm the, not, let I'm listeners decide. Yeah. I mean, you guys can decide whether Phil is the reason for the coronavirus and this rough year of everybody's lives so, and here's and, his and here's his phone number and address yeah, if you and, want to talk to him about that and by the way i think that it's fair to say that this was probably the worst year of many people's lives sadly oh, of, of course absolutely you know, there was a lot of people that this really impacted whether it be uh so we had a we had a lovely uh we had a lovely lady and her daughter in the store sunday um you know, she was she was looking forward to getting back to work. Uh, wanted to get away from her husband. Yeah, uh, I think her yeah. name was Deanna. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cute, cute, super cute little girl with her. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, like, think about the number of marriages that have dissolved over this thing because <laughs> these people were stuck in the house. It's not easy, man. We together. Been- it hasn't been easy for my own. I mean, well, I'll just be honest, you know, and I think you, you know, you've, we've talked about it a bunch on here, you know, I don't think it's been easy on anyone. I think we've, I've, we've been blessed that, you know, maybe it's been less hard on us, you know, than others, you know, because of, of fortunate things, but like, it is an absolute nightmare and it affected everyone. Like, this is something that I think we talked about, or maybe I was talking with Deanna on, I, I think, a lot of things affect only certain people and this affected everyone, rich, poor, every color, every creed, everything, you know, and that's something that I think, again, you know, is, is different about this, you know, is that it actually, you know, this isn't something that just, you know, poor people are dealing with or certain colors are dealing with or certain, you know, religions. It's, it's literally affecting everyone, you know? Yeah. Well, hopefully the effect is, uh, hopefully it's over. Um, hopefully you learned your lesson last year talking about how this was not, you didn't take it seriously. You didn't take it seriously at first. You and Rudy Gobert. We were the same. Yeah. (laughs) I remember you touching my microphone. (laughs) And yeah, I did it. Okay. Let's, let's talk about that. We used to share a micro. Remember these microphones we have. Well, we used to be in the same room in the same room. Someday we'll record this in the same room and it'll be back to the old days. And you're exactly right. We only had one mic and we shared it. We sat so close. We sat so close that we shared a microphone. It was yeah. intimate. 
It was it very intimate. I enjoyed it. <laughs> we had candle. We had candles. We had soft music Uh-oh. playing, ambient so lighting. It was. I yeah. miss it so much. Yeah, it was like we were back at the haunted house. Uh, exactly. That's right. I had to grab on you to, a couple times just to feel. Well, safe. I was scared. You were scared. Right. It's nothing to be ashamed together. of. No, of course not. Okay. All right, next week, we've got a great friend of the show at Living the Dream. One year later, we promised him he could do this a year ago. Yes. And we uh, had to turn it into a barbecue tournament. Yeah, we turned it in. We we uh, we called an audible. We put it into a barbecue tournament. Um, so <laughs> this year, we're going to let him. It, it is his Super Bowl. Good for him. A lot of people's. I'm yeah, – he loves oh. tournament week. Um, I generally get made fun of on Friday, and now it's just become a thing that I do. I bring a piece of paper. You know me, man. I'm a I'm a digital guy. I'm an electronic. Yeah. But on those brackets, man. You need to pay paper. I, man. I like my paper. I love that. I like my paper. My it's the yeah. only time I will use a highlighter, the entire yeah. year. It's the That's only cool. time I use a highlighter. And man, you, man. back in high school and college, man, my highlighter game was on. I mean, I had great highlighter game. Yeah. And I I, it sadly is gone. I don't have, you know, I never get to use a highlighter anymore. So, but on these special occasions, oh man, tournament time. I am looking forward to using my highlighter. So, all right, buddy. Well, I will, uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. We'll have Living the Dream here. We'll have Tournament Central. This is going to be amazing. He is going to help me fill out my bracket because I've watched zero college basketball, Same. which actually the last couple of times that I've watched zero college basketball, I think I've won like these bracket things. Like, Right. I think, yeah, I would like to, yeah. I, I think my chances are high because I know nothing about it. Right. Cause when I know stuff about it, boy, do I do bad. Yeah. yeah I think the last time that I won like Connecticut won the tournament yeah. and they were like a, I don't know, like a six seed, maybe an eight seed or something like that. Sure. But I, I just remember like, oh, they went on a run through the Big East tournament. Yeah, they're playing pretty well. I think I'm just going to have them. And like I was the only one is. that picked them. Yes. And they and they did it. They did it. Yes. So I've always been a Kimba Walker fan ever since then. Oh, yes, of course. Kimba. Kimba. Not, Kimba. Yeah. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. See you next week. See you, friends.